Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. You sit at a desk. They sit at a desk. You have sales reports. They have book reports. You need supplies. They need supplies. Business is a lot like school. That's why your small business should take advantage of back-to-school deals at Staples. Now, Staples 1-inch 3-ring binders are $1.92. One-subject notebooks are just $0.25, and two-pocket poly folders are just $0.35 each. Make back-to-school your business at Staples. In-store only while supplies last. Offer ends 9-1-18, limit 30. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, guys. Welcome to the Finsider Podcast. Tonight, not only do we have a ton of stuff to talk about, but we're going live for the first time. You can call into the show tonight. You can join our chat. You can tweet to us using the hashtag Finsider. Plus, tonight, excuse me, tonight we'll be announcing the Joe Robbie Memorial Finsider Hall of Fame inductees for this year. Joining me tonight is Keith, or KMB8488, which, as he told you last week, he needs to change at some point tonight. Hey, how's it going, Keith? I'm doing good. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Another fun-filled week down. Another fun-filled week of listening to the Dolphins not really do a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm having fun. We should have some uh, Hall of Famers calling in tonight. So uh, we should get to announce all four of our class members and they call in live. So this should work out pretty well. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this all week. Let's get it going. Um, as we wait, our first one should be calling in here in just a couple minutes. But uh, let's go ahead and hit the number one topic, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Everybody's up in arms about it. Some people love the idea. Some people hate the idea. Where do you stand on it? R2D2 uh, goes off in my ear. <laughs> Sorry, my text message sound is R2D2, and it just went off in my ear. It was really weird. That's fine. I was wondering what that was, but so thank you for <laughs> explaining that. Uh, I've uh, I've certainly moved more toward the Tannehill camp over the last week uh, in terms of I'm starting to. I mean, I've I've always liked him. Like I said in my my post this morning. Uh, I wrote about him last winter. I think it was early December. I remember watching tape of him last last summer when I started to read up on all the quarterbacks who were going to be in the 2012 draft. So I've always liked him, but it's something where is he a first-round talent? Is he a top-15 talent? Is he a top-10 talent? And as the Dolphins continued losing games this year, it, it, we started to get to the point where, okay, now we're going to be picking in the top 20, now we're guaranteed to be picking in the top 15. Oh, look, we're going to have the 8 or 9 pick. So at that point, it becomes a case of, do you really think that guy's worth that spot? And now we face the issue of, is he even going to be there? Yeah. Uh, it, he's an interesting case because you're right. It went from, oh, he's a reach at the end of the first round to suddenly now – People are talking about third or fourth pick. And, I mean, could we see the run of one, two, three, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback? It's very possible at this point. I don't, I don't know where it's going to go. And every mock, everybody keeps saying Hey, Keith, you there? Yeah, I'm here. My phone dropped the call. Sorry about that. 
<laughs> I'm talking, and all of a sudden I get a click in my ear and nothing. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is not good. I wasn't even sure if I was on, so I didn't even bother to say anything. I didn't want it like that Wayne's World moment where Garth is left by himself. That's exactly what I felt there. That, that, that is an awesome moment, yes. But, oh, Sorry about that, guys. You got a nice uh, couple seconds there of dead air. Um, so anyway, okay. I'm I'm I, I don't mean to call this guy out if he's listening. I'm sorry. Um, the Finns on our <laughs> blog. He wrote uh, a comment, and this this is where half our fan base is right now. His comment was, "Let's get one thing right. As fans, we need to understand that trying to draft a quarterback just to draft one is not going to fix the problem at the position. Tannehill is not a franchise quarterback, and there are not many franchise QBs out there in the world." With the other needs that the team has to ignore them and pick Tannehill is an injustice to the fans, the team, and the franchise. To quote Philbin, there has been a ton of focus, and I mentioned it to you guys as well, on the quarterback position, as it should be in this league. And my feelings as I watch the tape, the offensive line needs to get better if our quarterback position is going to play better. And that's going to be a priority. And we have to make sure that happens as we move forward. Fix the issues, not waste picks. But... If we pick, okay, the other option is we go offensive tackle. And how many of the fan base are going to go nuts if we pick offensive tackle? Oh, they'll lose it. They'll absolutely lose it. it uh, I, I don't know which. I, I don't know which is going to be worse. The reaction to people, uh, the reaction to people hating the offensive tackle pick, or the reaction to people hating the Tannehill pick. All right, well, here's the thing. Uh, the, the Dolphins aren't going to fly blind into this, this Tannehill thing. It's not like they're, it's just going to be a, a, a wish, a hope that they're going to go into this thing and say, you know, we, we're really praying that this guy is going to work out. We have the inside info on him. Our offensive coordinator yeah. was this guy's college coach. If anyone knows that this guy's franchise quarterback material, if this guy is worthy of a pick at number eight, I mean, he's in Miami. He's with us. So it's, yep. I, I would say that we are in a better position than anyone to know this guy's true value. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it goes back to the same thing that we were saying about Matt Flynn. If we don't pick him up, then there must be a reason. I mean, we know Tannehill better than any other person in the league. So if we pick him, we probably know something. Yeah, I agree. I think that I'm I'm not worried about it from that sense. I think that we're in a great spot where if we want to take him, if Sherman – Sherman's not the kind of guy who's going to sign off on Ryan Tannehill if he doesn't believe that he's he's a franchise guy. That's just yeah, – it's not exactly. going to happen. Exactly. I think you're dead on. I mean, I don't think we were uh... – I don't think we were crazy about Flynn. I don't think we're all that crazy about, or if we take Tannehill, I think it's because we're crazy about Tannehill. I am happy to say right now that we do have our first Hall of Fame member on the line. So uh, we can go ahead and bring him in. James, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? Not too bad. For those of you that don't know, this is Texas Cowpunk joining us, our first member of the 2012 Joe Robbie Memorial Finsider Hall of Fame. So congratulations to you for that, James. Thank you. But uh, it's good to have you on here. James said good to that, be here. James said he uh, wasn't sure if he was going to be able to stay up for this. It, it is kind of late. I mean, he is kind of old. Oh, <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I read the email is nine thirty, not eight o'clock. So, <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. I mean, it's a good thing that you are in the central time zone. Correct. <laughs> there are benefits to that. Say anything since I'm in the central time zone, and like half of our contributing authors are in the central time zone. <laughs> yeah, we work that well. But so, James, your uh, your view on Tannehill. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> I assume if we take him that, uh, 
you know, since we know more than anyone else that uh, he's the right pick, I mean, I, I have to assume that. And if not, then I assume that it was all a smokescreen, which, given uh, Ireland's past, that's quite possible. Yeah, I, th- I think, yep. It's you're right. I, I I don't even know what to say. I mean, you're just you're right. If we take him, it's because we know something about him. If we skip him and all this noise is coming out about it, it very much so could be a smokescreen this whole time, and we're looking completely some other way. Yeah, yeah it very it very well could be Ireland just trying to uh, to uh, you know raise the value of that number number eight pick. Who knows? Yep. I keep coming back to get that trade. So when uh, how many times did we talk to Earl Thomas in 2010? Like three <laughs> times. I think Ireland and Parcells were roommates with Earl Thomas at one point. I mean, just constantly talking to that guy, and I mean, obviously nothing came. It turned out that they were they were trying to pump the value of that pick, and I mean, it yeah. worked out. I mean, I I think San Diego is the one who bid on it. So I I don't know. I'm not sure if it's a if it's a smokescreen, although I. You can never, you can never assume that kind of thing with with Ireland and company. Yeah, I think I, I, I like where they're going. Given that, and we'll touch on this in a little bit. Given the uh, more openness that they seem to be trying to have with the team, but you're right. I mean, Ireland grew up in the Parcells mold. Parcells says you never talk to the media. So Ireland doesn't talk to the media. So when things come out that, oh, the Dolphins are looking at this, you always have to take it with a grain of salt that are we actually looking at that guy or are we leaking that we're looking at that guy so somebody else will go after him? Right, and it can be distracting. I mean, I understand yeah. the, the the strategy and the point of doing that. But it can be frustrating because, I mean, you're hosting all of these prospects. It could be a guy you're you're really excited for. I, I was really into Earl Thomas two years ago. Uh, there's been countless players they've talked to and have spent a fair amount of time talking to, and it, and it was all for naught. It turned out we weren't we weren't interested in said players. So it can, it can be frustrating. And I, if you don't like Bill Parcells, uh, I, I, I'm fairly certain about 99% of the Finsider dislikes Bill Parcells at this point. <laughs> I, I might be underselling that. No. Too. No, never. Uh, oh, I might be okay. underselling that, but he's just if, – if you dislike him, it's really easy to dislike that practice, too, that whole deception. We do have our first podcast uh, fan poll that we can put up now. <laughs> Who do you hate more, Bill Parcells or uh, Nick Satan? I mean, oh, Saban, Saban. sorry. Oh, that's sorry. easy. <laughs> Saban will win. Saban will win that one every time. A landslide. <laughs> Right, Saban's at a hundred plus percent. <laughs> we have our first request via Twitter. <laughs> uh, Griffin Van Nest or Ohio Fin Fan for Life would really like to get text to go ahead and say howdy, y'all. <laughs> I'll pass. I don't. I don't think that's in my vernacular. Oh, you have to. <laughs> I'm from Coral Gables, on, guys. Come on. From now on, that, that is how you have to come into the podcast. Anytime you call. I have to say howdy, y'all. Howdy, yeah. y'all. There it is. Sad. <laughs> and uh, Ohio does agree that Saban is the most hated. Yes. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. But, uh, okay, so we'll get back to I – I do want to touch on – the Ross Ireland talking to the media thing. But before we do, I want to go. Uh, so everything seems to point out that we're looking at Tannehill. So what are we doing round two and three? Where do we go? Receivers, after that? receivers and more receivers, probably an offensive lineman too, maybe a pass rusher. So do we just, so is pass rush, even though it is a need is pass rush, the lowest of the priorities at this point? It shouldn't be. I, it's something where – see, this. it depends. Uh, if there's great receiving talent, suppose you're you're making your pick in the second round and there's a, gr- a 
great receiver. I mean, somebody has slipped. There's somebody like a Muhammad Sanu. Uh, Hill's not going to slip to the second round. I don't think Wright's going to slip. But, I mean, there could be a, a knockout receiver. I think that that could be in play there, whereas if if the board stays the way people think it will, you could get a great pass rusher at that point. I think Vinnie Curry could slip to the second round. I don't think Merciless will go to the second round. But there are some, some strong pass rushers. I mean, Perry from USC could go to to the second round. So it, it's, it really depends on, on who's available. I, I mean, pass rush is absolutely essential. I mean, we need a quarterback, and we need somebody who can help Cameron Wake get to the quarterback. Yeah, I I think you're right. I just I think at this point they look free agency has been primarily defense. Put in the pieces on defense. I think it's the draft is going offense, pure offense. Get the offense fixed, and with Marshall gone, you have to look receiver. I really like, um, like we talked about last week, Fleener, or uh, I'm blanking on his name right now. What, Clemson, the tight end? Tight end. Allen. Oh, yeah, Dwayne Allen. Yeah. Dwayne Allen, uh, Fleener, we're looking somewhere along that line, or you're going wide receiver, wide receiver, double down, back-to-back picks in the third round, something. Because the weapons need to be there, and – Reggie can only do so much coming out of the backfield. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so your guys' view of the media availability, the media show that's going on with Miami, is this real? Is this just the answer to a 25-person protest? Is what what do you guys make of this? You want to go first, James? I well, I think it's all blown out of proportion, but that's you know that's what the media does, isn't it? I mean, they. they... I, I do think that's part of the charter to be a media member. Yes. It's <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, at this point, media the media almost manufactures half of what they put out there. So, I mean, that's that's a big part of it, and where. Where the punching bag flavor flavor of the month it seems. Yeah. I uh yeah. I, I, I agree with a lot of that. I think I, I but at the same time I believe Ross in well, mainly Ross. We haven't heard Ireland talk about it too much. But I think that he's gonna he's gonna put out the the uh the look of I mean meeting fans in the middle. I mean saying, Yeah, sure, we'll, I mean, we'll disclose this. We're not going to hammer you over the head on draft night with all this stuff you didn't expect was going to happen, or maybe they'll still do that. Who knows? But I think it, it, if if anything, it just creates the the impression that these guys are listening. I mean, they don't have to do what you're telling them to, and they most certainly won't. But they're listening. They're taking they're taking suggestions into consideration. That's the impression they right. want to create, I believe. Um, just to go back real quick, so far the comments on the site are definitely looking saving, 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 saving. So uh, yeah, I think I think we're going there. And Ohio uh, does say that we need to go O line to give the quarterback a chance in the pocket. We could get we could uh, get Ohio to play O line. The guy's huge. We probably could. I think I think and. Uh, if you put him next to Incognito, you might have the perfect pair. <laughs> so just for you, Ohio, we love you. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I can imagine those two going out together. It's like hitting the town. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they already have. Incognito's in his cell phone. <laughs> the, the, he just Ohio just won't post those pictures. <laughs> well, I love it. He just—I've always been a fan of. He just posts these pictures. And he's like, "Yeah, random pic of me hanging out with Dan Marino," or yeah. "Hey, look, hey, look, I was getting dinner and uh, I ended up hanging out with Paul Solei." Yeah, 
I, I will never figure that out, how he just suddenly shows up. It's a gift. And he's really good at it. That's something I couldn't pull off. I'd be I'd be way too no. cheap at it. No, not at all. I, I wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> oh, you gotta make me stop laughing, man. <laughs> he uh he, he posts or will I post the pictures. <laughs> well, you, maybe maybe in a CKC or something. Oh dear lord. Haven't we haven't we haven't we done away with those yet? James, haven't you gotten rid of those? <laughs> um kind of. <laughs> hey, whoa, 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 animal. What's going on here? In the chat room, Animal puts uh my wife can play right tackle and no one is moving her four hundred pound arse. Wow. <laughs> Just diming her out like that. Wow. Um yeah. Yeah, guys, if you want to call in, the phone number to call is 347-326-9461. You can hit us up on Twitter, at TheFenceIder, or just hashtag anything with FenceIder. And uh, if you go to the Blog Talk Radio, the link is on the website. If you go to there, you can join our chat room. So you can hit us up all kinds of ways. I'm in the uh, thread on the site, so... We're all over everything to try to get you guys involved as much as you want to be. I'm afraid that guy's wife is going to call in now. <laughs> she might. She might. Oh, man. We've been set up for failure there. <laughs> oh, jeez. So. Uh, so we're so. in a just, – just so we can kind of put this in a small capsule, uh, yes or no on Tannehill, uh, both of you. I'm I'm a yes at this point. And it might be just the I want a quarterback. It might just be that. But everything you're reading about him seems like he's got it. It might take another year, but we're built to develop a quarterback for a year. That's why we have Matt Moore. That's why we have Gerard. We're built to develop that quarterback. So why not go ahead and draft him? Everybody's saying don't pick him because he's going to take time to develop. Wait till next year. Well, if we take him this year, aren't we waiting till next year anyway? I don't. Right. I don't see the. I don't see the difference. I've got one. There's not a lot of that. There's not a lot of that sentiment coming out of the fact that the next year's crop is is just as deep, if not deeper, than this year's crop. Oh, it's way deeper. I think. It is. No, I, 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 I agree. Same problem. It is until we have the same problem that happened this year. And all those underclassmen decide, you know what, I'm going to stay. And we're right back to this where it's two, three big-name guys, and then what? Most of the guys next year are seniors, though. That's the, that's the thing. I mean, it, it's a definite. Uh, I mean, obviously you're going to have Barkley, who I go back and forth on. I mean, there are times I like him, times where eh. – uh, I love that I think, kid. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, Wilson from Arkansas uh, will be there. For sure, Landry Jones will be there. We'll have to see how his season plays out since they have Tebow 2.0 playing for them now, and that guy just murders Landry Jones' production in the red zone. Yep. Uh, and then you're gonna have, you'll have underclassmen. I think Tyler Bray will be in will will be in the mix. Uh, Aaron Murray from Georgia, who's my my personal favorite. Even though you're gonna see, uh, the whole height thing will come up because I think he's only about six one, which will scare some people off for some reason. Uh, I just want to come back to Tannehill for one second. And the the thing I'm, I'm absolutely expecting, I'm totally betting on, is Cleveland doing anything they can to make it seem like they're going to take that guy. I think that they're going to try to pump that value at number four for all it is worth. But I just I, – I don't see how they can – pass on a uh, Trent Richardson or a Justin Blackman. I mean, I, at that, at that spot, that kind of elite talent. Cause I mean, not only do, are they missing a quarterback? That was strange. Uh, hello? Not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, what is it with the phone? Uh, I can still hear I you. I don't know. Anyway. So, uh, you're going to see, <laughs> I got to click those. and, then you guys started asking what happened. So I don't know what happened. 
Oh, jeez. It was like things went too things went too smoothly last week. Now we're now we're being punished. That's true. But anyway, so I mean, pe- people need to take all of the the media stuff pertaining to Cleveland with a grain of salt because I think you're going to see a lot of. I mean, they're going to be doing to us what we do to other people with the smoke screens, the deception. But I, I think Mike Holmgren is going to have a really hard time passing on Trent Richardson. I, I think you're right. I, I really think, especially with Peyton Hillis going elsewhere, I think the Browns have to find that running back. They don't have any receivers. They, I mean, they're – I mean, Greg Little. I mean, yes. that guy – that guy should have been a number three coming out, and they pushed him right to the forefront of that offense. And I mean, it was not—it was not pretty, in my opinion. So, hey, uh, since we since we're hitting a pause right there, uh, we do have our next Hall of Fame member calling in. So go ahead and get uh, Chris the Duke Earl up onto the uh, onto the podcast. So, Chris, congratulations, welcome. Well, thank you. Oh, so that's so, what he sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> that is the discussion on the site lately is what is everybody going to sound like? <laughs> Congratulations, dude. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm uh I have a feeling my uh my voice is going to be the one that gets laughed at a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, we still don't have we still don't have Finhead 83 on here. When he gets on oh, here, everybody oh, okay. will laugh. Well, uh, I have the I have the good old uh, Western North Carolina accent. So you do have a nice Western North Carolina accent. That is that is nice. <laughs> I am a uh, I am a born in North Carolina boy, so uh, I, I do claim North Carolina as home a little bit, even though Florida is actually home. Is that why you like the Tar Heels? I'm assuming. Yes, that is why. When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I had to pick a team and. State fan. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, all but, I know is our inaugural team did quite well this year. We made it to the Sweet 16. That's true. That's true. But uh, so, um, yeah. Apparently, I'm uh, not talking anymore. Wow, we are really having a rough podcast today, aren't we? No, we're just being punished because Brian's going to come on. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, we uh we still have two more members of the Hall of Fame to announce. I'm excited. But uh, what'd you guys think of the uh, owners meeting? Okay, nobody saying. <laughs> I know. I'm, try- I'm trying to make room. <laughs> we uh we we got some rule changes. Not the rule changes that I expected to see. I really thought the uh the um, trade deadline would change, but apparently the owners want to study that some more. I, I, I understand they need to uh, they need to uh, stop down to uh, discuss it with the uh, the union. That that's that's the uh, that, sticking point yeah. in that. I think basically there it's we want to have bargaining chips against the union, so we're not going to approve everything right away. <laughs> Just like the. 90-man roster did not get approved because the owners don't want to spend money on extra players, and this way they have bargaining chips against the union later. Kevin, maybe you should break down the the rule changes for everyone out there, for um, anyone unsure or isn't sure of what happened. They uh, They had a whole series of rule changes that they wanted to make. Uh, the competition committee went ahead and <clears throat> excuse me went ahead and forwarded a bunch of rule changes to the owners' meeting. Um, main ones in there were uh, to change the uh, overtime rules to the weird playoff overtime rules. That one got approved, and then uh, they also approved that all turnovers would now be automatic challenges. So the the uh, coaches no longer have to throw flags on a uh, challenge for a turnover. Um, they also approved 
that a crackback block against a defender is a defenseless player and therefore would be a illegal hit, just like on the offense. Um, they made the too many men on the field penalty is a dead ball penalty. So they'll just stop the play. They won't let the play happen and then call the penalty. And I think that was all that got approved. The one I didn't hear about was the horse collar tackle on the quarterback, which is the strangest rule I've ever heard. Everything they, they do I, to protect quarterbacks, but the horse collar tackle wasn't illegal against the quarterback? And, it, and it's still not. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't ever. You can't touch a quarterback, but you can horse collar tackle him as long as he's in the pocket. Oh, yeah. I don't understand you, that. You can break his lower leg, but, but you can't. Uh, <laughs> just don't yeah. go to his head. <laughs> yes. Um, the things that they that – the bylaws that they were trying to change that didn't were the trade deadline move to after week eight instead of after week six, um, off-season and training camp rosters expanding to 90 instead of the uh, – is it 80 right now? I think it's 80. Um, then uh, the they were going to move, and I don't know, maybe they did on this one. I didn't hear either way. Uh, final cut down day instead of Saturday would be moved back to Friday, and that would make uh, more time for the Thursday night opening game. I think that was table uh, two, but I'm not sure. I think it was. And then uh, the the weird one that I thought was sure to happen but didn't, was the injured reserve change. They were going to change injured reserve that a player could come back to practice six weeks after being put on injured reserve and return to gameplay eight weeks. So instead of being out for the year, you'd be out for eight weeks. But they did not I think change that's that a, one. I think, is it, is, oh, is, is it that one up, still up for a discussion? I think they're they still have, discussing They have to speak it, yeah. with the uh, union on that one as well. Yes. I think all the bylaws they went ahead and tabled and said we'll uh, we'll go ahead and talk about them later once we talk to the union. But, my, my question yeah. on the uh, on the uh, turnover review is that going to be done in the booth or is that going to be done on the field under the hood? They had talked about it going up to the booth. Um, I think that it's I think the plan right now is turnovers and touchdowns are going to be in the booth. Okay. But the coaches' challenges will still be the ref on the field, I think is how they ended up going with it. But we'll probably okay. hear more as more rules come out and exactly what happened comes out. But, yeah, I think that's the way they ended up going with it. Well, then that might, that might work. I was, I was afraid of uh, them going over to the sideline for, you know, four minutes like yeah. they seem to always do. It just killed the whole flow of the game when you have a turnover, which is, is when you want and to come out and, you know, quick strike if you can. The, uh, the, other weird, uh, the other weird thing in this to remember is just like a ball that is called down at the one-inch line, a turnover that was not called a turnover on the field is still a coach's challenge. So if they don't call it a turnover – but the coach feels like, yeah, that guy fumbled. He still has to throw the red flag. Mm, right. So there's turnovers, and then there's coaches' challenges turnovers. So it's it's kind of weird in there. But uh, the fun, the fun of understanding NFL rules. Did you see Goodell's press conference? I think it was on Monday. I, uh, I I read part of the transcript. I will tell you guys, I posted it on the site and didn't read the whole thing because it was really long. <laughs> it was long. Uh, the thing I took away from it is, wow, uh, that guy keeps his pimp hands strong. Yes. I mean, just how he talks. <laughs> I mean, it's his show. It's so fun. It's such a contrast from how things were when Paul Tagliabue was in there, where it's kind of like, hey, we're all you know, we're all partying here. Now, I mean, Goodell's in there, and it's just like this this air of, I mean, don't even think about it. Don't cross me. Don't question me. Don't get in my way. And I'm not exactly saying that in, in a negative way. I actually like Goodell. I can't explain I, why. I, I, I do, too. I, I mean, 
I think that the league needed a strong commissioner right now. He's a disciplinarian. I mean, yeah. he. I mean, and I mean, thus far he he practices what he preaches, which I mean, I mean, we talked about this last week with the the whole Saints bounty punishment, but I mean, he he needed to come down hard because it went against what he arguably the the biggest issue he has crusaded against concussions in in the six years he's been commissioner. I mean, and he he unloaded on him. I mean, he dropped. So, I mean, it's just absolutely his show. It's funny because people kind of laugh at David Stern. I mean, he tries to be this disciplinarian, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, Gary Bettman's kind of kind of a joke at times. I mean, he's done a good job of resurrecting the NHL in some ways, but it's not like people are afraid of Gary Bettman, and everyone hates Bud Selig, it seems. But, I mean, nobody nobody wants to get in Roger Goodell's way right now. I mean, the, the guy just exudes power when he, he sits there and he talks. I mean, it's, it's his show. He knows it, and everyone else knows it now. Yes, you're you're right. Yes, it's definitely his show. <laughs> oh, and boy. then we well, hit quiet time. Uh, <laughs> well, I have a question. Uh, sure. Along those lines. Um, you said it's Roger Goodell's show. Do you think that the NFL is a better product today under his uh, regime as opposed to Tagliabue's or previous? You want to take that, Kevin? Um, I think there's upsides and downsides. I think that I think that the offensive side does provide a better product because what does everybody want to see? They want to see the long ball. They want to see the touchdown. Um, At the same time, I think when you have defenders who don't know how to hit a guy because all they can think of is, oh, dear God, am I going to get a penalty? That's a problem. I think my favorite thing about Goodell is the the player accountability. I mean, think about how, how long Lawrence Phillips lasted. When when Tagliabue was in there, that guy would last five seconds in the in the Goodell era. Yep. And that's a stretch. I mean, it, I oh. mean, that guy would be three and out, and it would be a stretch of a, a couple of weeks. Goodell would just completely wash his hands of the guy. And there's been countless others who have just been, I mean, unable to stay out of trouble. And I mean, Goodell has proven time and time again. I mean, he has very, he's got a, a short fuse when it comes to those guys. So, I like the player accountability. Pac Man is still in the league somehow, some way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know what, what Pac Man's Pac Man's up to. It, although I, I I haven't seen Pac Man get into any trouble recently. I think that there there are problems with the Bengals, but I haven't seen him. I mean, he hasn't been doing the things he was doing a couple of years ago, or as far as I could tell, as far as we know. I haven't heard anything. Well, well, I know he just resigned to the Bengals, so he's probably in line for some more trouble. Yeah, they, I mean, I'm not to lean on those guys or anything, but the, if anyone's gonna be okay with that kind of behavior, it's probably Cincinnati. They even had a uh, cheerleader arrested today, so they're, they're still on a roll. <laughs> really? Incredible. Wow, I hadn't heard that one. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, she. Uh, she got it on with one of her high school students she taught. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I read the article at uh, PST, and I was reading the comments were actually funnier because everyone was saying, where were those teachers when I was in high school? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, a uh, Dolphin fan on the site posted that uh, he lives just north of Charlotte, so he hears the southern twang all the time, but he is a Fort Lauderdale native. Yeah, I just saw that. <laughs> He's probably not too far from where I am, actually. Oh, I forgot to mention something. Uh, yeah. Again, this goes back to Tannehill, but uh, Ryan Tannehill today re- received an endorsement from none other than CT. Which wow, yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that right before I, I right before I, I called up here. I, I saw that. That's it's kind of a big deal. Cause, 
I saw that he he's all about it. So if I'm not sure if that guy's listening right now, but CT, we love you. <laughs> Brian, um, Tannehill, okay. Brian Tannehill loves you. I do. Uh, I do I have like one more guest right. to bring on right now. I've got uh, our next Hall of Fame. This will be the third of the four. So uh, everybody, go ahead and say hi to Ohio Finn Fan for Life, Griffin. Congratulations. Hello. Hey, you got me. Hey, yep, Griffin. Hold, hold on, I got the delay with the computer here. Let me walk outside. Hey, people, how are you? <laughs> Doing well. How are you? Oh man, uh, what an honor! I just want to say thank you. You know, uh, I got to tell you, uh, as most of you know, uh, I won that contest, to Andy. Went there, got a Hall of Fame bust, and that's all well and good. But really, truly, this comes from the peers. You know, this comes from the Finsetter. It means more to me. So I think, take that I for think whatever it's a, worth. I think that's a great point. They, that That's what is great about the Hall of Fame and all the, the Matty Awards and everything is the fact that it is our peers. It's the people on the site recognizing other people on the site. And it's a yeah. great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm not playing offensive line anytime soon. Let me just tell you that. No way. (laughs) No. Although Channing Crowder said if I uh, lined up uh, against, uh, what was that slug's name, Columbo? Oh, he said I beat him. Oh, shit. (laughs) Guess what? I'm not playing football, though. I'm sticking to ice hockey. Oh, that's right. You're the Red Wings fan. I forgot about that. I'd I'd take my chances with Ohio and they're over uh, Colombo at this point. I would too. Yeah, well, (laughs) if I if I had to play anything, I I, I'd opt for linebacker. But these 46 year old legs ain't gonna go run around any football uh, fields anytime soon. So I don't know, man. You dwarf a lot of people in the pictures. The only person who I can I think made you look small was Soliai. Yeah, he's he's a large human. You know, you're not kidding. uh, you know who's a large human is uh, Tony McDaniel. That guy, not only is he large, he looks like the freaking predator, man. You know, oh, I was going to say that. You know, we, we uh, you know, <laughs> and I got to tell you, you know, um, bumping into these players is really, I, I learned this from, uh, you know, as you guys know, I travel with work. Been a Dolphin fan my whole life. The last five seasons I've come down to Florida. Before I got involved in the deep end, uh, I would hang out with a buddy of mine that came here from Ohio that is literally a stalker. I mean, I thought, you know, I, 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 this guy is just militant about it, and I just learned the trick to trade. You know, you read the note. If I get down there, i got nothing to do. I go off to the, uh, to the radio shows, and all these guys, these players, they'll bring a buddy in. That's how I bumped into a lot of them. You know, really, it was, it's not hard to do, you know, if you had the spare time and, a lot of times I wasn't working. I was just kind of kicking it down there. So I'd go to these radio shows, and that's where I bumped into a lot of them. And then other times I got buddies that come down from Ohio. They come down for one game. They stay at the team's hotel. What do they want to do? I go, hey, guys, let's go do this. I go, no, no, we want to get autographs. I'm like, all right, well, if you guys want to go stand out there, I'll, I'll go out there with you. And that's how we bumped into McDaniel. And uh, shit, man, it was uh, – oh, am I allowed to say that on air? <laughs> Shit. I don't, I don't know what you said. I, Fecal I didn't matter. Fecal matter. Uh, anyways, uh, you know, it was in a, it was in the parking lot about ten o'clock at night, and I was like, my God, this dude looks just like the Predator. You know, it's freaking me out a little bit. But he was a nice guy. You know, you know, it's always in, uh, a little intimidating when you got a guy that's six six, three hundred some odd pounds or whatever he weighs. You know, calling me yes sir. I'm like, okay, all right. So, anyways. I've got you know, Jake Long. Okay. Uh, no, actually, finish what you're going to say, and then I'll ask. Oh, I was going to say, Jake Long is another large human. And uh, if there's one thing about me, uh, I got a sense of humor. So in the one picture I got taken with him, I stood on a chair. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, 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 you know, if you look back at some of those pictures, he's holding a 16-ounce beer, yeah, it looks like he's holding. A, he looks like he's a little baby bottle in his hand. I'm like Jesus, you know this guy's a this guy is a specimen. So when I got you know to take my picture, I says hold on, and I pulled up a chair and I stood you know so I was another six seven inches above him, you know as a goof. <laughs> okay, who is the coolest Dolphins player you have met first first off? Um, 
you know, Channing is real talkative, such as myself. So I, I got along with him real well. So that was pretty cool. You know, when we went to his show, he would, uh, you know, after we got to know him, you know, after his show was over, he'd come chit-chat with us for 10 or 15 minutes. And he did that several times. So it's hard for me to knock Channing. And I really – I didn't think he was that bad of a linebacker in the fact that he was more of a team – you know, we all, you know, have our opinions about him as far as covering the uh, tight ends. But, you know, he was a cool dude, and, and, you know, the bottom line was, and we can go back and look at the stats, you know, his defense was better with him in there. But, uh, yeah. again, drives me nuts when, you you know, we got, you know, tight ends running wide open down the seam. Um, John Offerdahl was probably uh, uh, the first guy that, um, well, he was the first jersey I bought. You know, I was working in high school. I saved up my money. I bought his jersey. And when I met him the first time, I told him that story. He says, yeah, you know, I'm working in high school. I didn't have a lot of money, but I saved and I saved and I saved. And I bought a John Offerdahl jersey. He grabbed me and hugged me. It was like, and, you know, we got, I got this live action shot where it's like grabbing me and shoving me around. And I said, you know, and I, and I, and I started giving it right back to him, you know. And uh, like, hey, buddy, you want to give me a shot? I'll give you a shot back, you know. And uh, learning my trick from the stalker, you get these pictures, you blow them up to an 8 by 10 I run into him again. I says, yeah, I got yeah, this was last year or something. And, you know, he signed it, hit the line hard, you know. So I thought that was pretty cool. Who was the um, un, most uncool Dawson player, like, like least friendly? Um, well, you know, I bumped into Jake Long a couple times, and I wouldn't call him un, unfriendly, but this was kind of a, a, a weird uh, meeting, and I kind of um, messed up in such a way that I was back home in Toledo, and it was over the summer, and this was, I think, the year after we drafted him. <laughs> and uh, I'm up in Detroit – at a Kid Rock show, and I'm a people watcher. I'll just kind of, I'm kind of meandering. I go, I'm like looking down the road. I go, Fudge, that dude is a large human, you know. And I, I just meander down that way. He's hanging. Around. I go, Shit, that's Jake Long. And uh, I go, and this is what I do. I walk up to him. I go, Excuse me, Mr. Long, can I get your autograph? You know, or a picture. A picture. I didn't have anything. I, you know, I go, Can I get a picture? And he was hanging out. They were on a bus, a party bus. And I think he was a little tipsy. He's like, no, man, no pictures, no pictures. So, but, uh, but as far as unfriendly, unfriendly, um, you know, uh, Nick Saban was kind of a dickhead. You're um, kidding. No. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> no. Know, uh, but, but, he, but he did. He did. Uh, you know, I was, again, this was uh, the last time. The Dolphins were in Detroit for Thanksgiving. I went up there with a couple uh, buddies from Toledo, and uh, we stalked the hotel. And when they rolled in, you know, we had a couple things. And, you know, you just it's it's literally like a pit stop. You know, they may stop and sign something or not. Well, I, I put something out there. He's like, one thing, one thing, I'll sign one thing. And I'm like, oh, God, well, here, sign this, dickhead, you know. But uh, he was, you know, you know, I was like, okay, geez, you know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I got tons of tons of stories. No one, no one was really, really. I, well, I'm gonna tell you who was who was my least favorite NFL player, and was at Indianapolis. Marshall Falk blew me off. You know, he's like, oh, like you know, but yeah. I was like, you know, and we're in the lobby, we're going to that uh, show, and there was, you know, like I say, I pro- I met Steve Mariucci, Brian Billick, Eddie George, uh, Warren Moon, Marv Levy. Well, if you, you go back and look at the posts. But, you know, I go up to Marshall, and I says, hey, you know, can we get a picture? He's like, oh, man, if I take a picture, I'll take a picture for everybody. I'm thinking, geez, you know, get over yourself. You know? <laughs> you know? But anyways, you know, I, I get it. Oh, I, I'm going to tell you who was unfriendly. Chris Carter. Freaking Buckeye. Oh, I saw him. I, uh-huh. But, uh, you know, he was. surprised by that one. Yeah, you know, and I, I had met him twice. I met him briefly at Dan Marino's Hall of Fame induction, and when I went to get a picture with him, he just looked like he was eating a dirt sandwich. I'm like, geez, why are you so unhappy, you know? God, my God, you know, we're all fans. You know, you're a football player. Come on, you know? And uh, yeah. so he took the picture, and I had, I you know, taking my cues from the stalker, I got my little uh, folder full of 8x10s. I come across him in the airport, and I, have, you know, I got him to sign it, 
I asked him to, uh, to do the little uh, mini Merino handshake, and he looked at me like I was just a fool. And I thought, you know, and I thought I was about ready to go off him, say, you know, get over yourself. Have a sense of humor. You come off as a dick on TV, and you're a dick in real life. <laughs> but then, you know, and, you know, he, maybe he was just pissed because he didn't get in the Hall of Fame, and I beat him there. So, oh, who knows? Or his eyebrows are too heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, and, you know, some people are just cut from a different cloth. Um, he seems like a very serious person. You know, maybe he's not fan friendly. Maybe it was a bad day on both occasions. I don't know. You know, I, I, you know, I guess I should be mindful of what I'm saying here because, you know, what is it now? Uh, you know, it's out there for everybody to hear, you know, so whatever. Chris Carter, we love you. We, we love you, man. We love you. Go Buckeyes. You'll be in the Hall of Fame. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, you know, lighten up. Like Mini, Mini Marino, Mini Marino just said we just wanted to, you know, we just wanted to get pictures with Mini Marino shaking people's hands. Marv, Marv Levy did it and was laughing, was goofing, was goofing about it. You know, like oh, Dan's gonna love that. You know, you know, jeez, yeah. if anybody has somebody something to be upset about, it's Marv Levy. Hell. Marv Levy, he's like a yeah. hundred years yeah. old. Well, you know, whatever he could be five hundred, he still lost four Super Bowls in a row. <laughs> yeah. You know? you know? Oh man. So you know, but uh, you know, let me say, I hate the off season. You know, all this talk, and I and I just this is my question to the Finsiders and everybody. You know, back when I started watching football, there was none of this fantasy football. There was none of this watching the players' contract and the free agency. I mean, it was football, and that was it. And that's what we concerned ourselves with was with the football. And now it's manifested into this whole off season. Like, I could care less. I mean, that's what the general managers are to do. You know, I want them to put the best product they can on the field. I don't know who the best guys are. I don't analyze talent. You know what I mean? I don't have enough hours in a day to – Shit, I barely watched the Buckeyes. You know, could barely tell. I couldn't tell you who the backup quarterback is for the Buckeyes, but I know I love them. You know, so you know how these guys break down all these different quarterbacks and wide receivers and ta- and offensive linemen. Uh, you know, that's beyond me. You know, I mean, that's for them. But uh, I just, I just, my question is: Is there anybody else out there that doesn't like the off season? I mean, that doesn't. I mean the salary cap, all this talk of salary cap, and you know, you know, you know, my favorite time of the year is when they announce the schedule, so I can see where I can go logistically plan my plan a game. You know, that's 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 what I look forward to in the off season. You know, because you can look back through the annals of time in the draft. Oh, you know, how often does the hype not match the expectation, or you know, what the guy actually does? I mean, uh, wasn't. Um, Smith and Davis, weren't they supposed to be lockdown corners? Well, they're not really lockdown corners in my book, you know. They were supposed to be the next big thing, you know. Well, they're not the next big thing. They're, you know, shit, who, which one of them was dropping all the interceptions a year ago? John Smith. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, you know, I mean shit, 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 they hit him right in the hands, you know. I think I could get, you know, put me in there. I Throw the ball at me, I'll catch it. It's funny because that guy caught everything at Utah. I mean, yeah, that guy, well, you know, I don't know what happened. No. It's almost like, I, do you guys remember early in Smith's rookie season, which had been 2009, he had a game, I'm trying, it might have been our first win of the season, which I think was uh, Buffalo. I don't know what That's an airplane flying over, I'm outside. Wow. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> but Smith dropped some ball in the end zone. It was thrown right to him. And, I mean, he just flat-out dropped it. And he just had this look on his face, and he was shaking his hands. Or he was shaking his head and just, like, looking at his hands. I'm, I'm not sure he ever recovered from that. It just well, seems like yeah, I mean, you know, this is, this is what I say about the whole NFL in general, being the GMs, the coaches, the players. That has got to be harder than it looks. You know, I get a real kick out of these guys in the bar, like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, there's a guy back in Toledo – if the Dolphins run, they should have passed. If they should have passed, they should have run. You know, I mean, nothing's ever right for this guy. You know, if, if they take an offensive lineman, they should have took a quarterback. I mean, you know, uh, you know, it's harder than it looks. You know, I mean, and, and that just comes from my experience playing hockey. I mean, I had the puck dead to right. So the guy shot the puck out. I went darting in for it, 
and overskated it. You know, I mean, and it was this is an adult senior league. There was nothing on the puck. I just simply overskated it. You know, in a in a rec league. So my uh, demeanor is always it's harder than it looks. You know, when everyone was bashing Chad Henney, you know, he's not looking off. He, he's he's locking down onto one guy. I'm going well. You know, them things are hard. It's got to be harder than it looks to break those old habits, you know, or, or for whatever, to perform under that pressure, you know, of, you know, thousands and thousands of people watching you and, and, and all the pressure that comes with being an NFL player, coach, or owner, or GM. So I, I think it's harder than it looks. So I cut I cut guys a little bit of slack, but, um, geez, I wish they would put together a winner, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Hey, uh, guys, anyways, what quick. do you, what do you, okay, I'm, I'm, uh, Real quick, conversation. We're, we're closing in on an hour, and uh, I do want to try to cut it off at about an hour because that's probably too long for most people to listen to in one shot. But right, right. Um, real quick, uh, Animal on the uh, chat room, he uh, he does say that he got a cheap knockoff uh, Mini Marino on eBay for fifty bucks, Ohio. Just so you know, yeah. he's trying to copy you. And uh, Dave agrees with you that. Uh, Chris Carter is just upset because he's not in the Hall of Fame. I'm thinking. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but uh, hey, I do let, have, let me tell but, Animal that imitation is the, uh, what is it, the kindest form of flattery or something? Oh, sincere. So, yeah, sincere type of flattery. So, hey, man, uh, Animal's all good in my book. We do have uh, one more Hall of Famer to get in before right, we I'll, cut off the show. Hey, uh, thank you guys so much, and I just want to thank all the Finsiders out there. Man, this is a great community, and I love being a part of it. And uh, go Dolphins. Hey, thanks for calling in, Ohio. Thanks very much. All right, man. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Um, Our last uh, Hall of Famer is, uh, well, Keith, congratulations. No way, really? (laughs) Yes, you are our fourth Hall of Famer with your one Maddie Award. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I said yesterday, I, I felt like Ray Bork when I got that thing. It was like right at the end, and it's like, if I don't get this, then it's never going to happen. <laughs> but congratulations, you are, the, you are the fourth member of this year's Hall of Fame class. Uh, well, thanks to everyone who voted for me. Okay. Yep. Congrats, brother. Thank you. It's uh, you guys, all well, four. All four of you guys definitely deserved it. It was it was definitely the right four. <laughs> but there there were a few that were only a few votes off, so I would expect them to come in next year. But you four were the right were the right four for this year. So uh-huh. congratulations to all four of you. Thank you guys Thank very you. much for calling in. Um, guys on the chat, um, I'm I'm really starting to worry right now in the chat. Because Dave has two uh, emoticons or whatever you call them kissing, saying it's him and Texie Poo. Now he has a heart beating for six string. So, uh, damn it, I'm, 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 really, that. I'm actually flattered. I'm, really, I'm starting to get worried over here. But uh, just uh, real quick, you guys have any last comments before we cut this thing off for the night? Oh, I'll go with no. no. I'll, 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 I I have a, a couple of things that just kind of came across my mind, but I was going to let everyone else speak first. Go and for it. I'll start. Go ahead. I just uh, I want to kind of echo what Elias said. I want to thank everyone who voted for me. I did not really expect that at all. And uh, like he said, it does mean a lot that the people of the, the site, the community, they think highly enough of me that, that I – should be there. So I uh, thank them and appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. You definitely deserved it. Absolutely. I'm glad you won that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you 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 deserve it, Duke. You're well respected on the site, so it was uh it was sure to come. All four of you guys were the right ones. Ah, that's very nice you say. I don't even know if I'm well respected on the site at this point, but you are. <laughs> I don't know. There are t- there are times where I I just feel like a little redhead. No, Ohio, we're not going to add fart sounds. <laughs> Sorry, chat room conversation. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but okay, sorry. Go on, Keith. Actually, I think I. Oh, uh, I highly suggest that everyone read up on uh, zone blocking because it's uh, from what I read today, we're we're going that route. So, uh, if anyone, there's a lot of reading on the internet. Uh, you can ask anyone on the site to explain it, but uh, that's the route we're going now from from what it sounds like and i've read it for, on a couple of places so uh get familiar with that process because uh, it's uh, it's considerably different than than what we we've become accustomed to over the last few years and it's highly effective if done properly if i'm right i, I i'm not jumping back out of the uh chat yet but i think i think it was strange but I'm not 100% on who it was. But um, somebody posted a thing about zone blocking on a fan shot today. Okay. So uh, there, there is one in there if you guys want to go down and read it. I have not read it myself yet, but I, I do remember seeing the headline on it. So th there is something on there about zone blocking. And, yeah, if you're hearing that too, then maybe we are definitely going that way. Yeah, oh, I hope so. I was, I was kind of – sitting there and waiting for it because, I mean, we, we made all these changes, you know, we're going to, well, the, the hybrid thing isn't so much a change considering what we, what we did last season in terms of defense. But I kept thinking if we were going to make the jump to a zone blocking scheme on offense and it appears so, and I'm happy about that. Well, on that note, on zone blocking, go ahead and say uh, good night to everybody. Thank you guys very much for calling in really um, I really am afraid one of these days this podcast is going to be me babbling on for an hour or 30 minutes by myself. So Keith, James, Chris, Ohio, any of the listeners, anybody who wants to call in, please do, because me talking by myself for an hour is going to be really boring. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if the, my phone decides to drop the call again in the middle and we just get like a minute of silence. That would be yeah, awesome. More more jets flying overhead, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go, Animal. There's your sound effects. We had jet sound effects this year for this podcast. So uh, hopefully uh, after the smooth first podcast and now the technical difficulties in the second podcast, maybe the third one will be nice and straight. Eh, it, it'll <laughs> be an adventure either way. That's the important thing. That's true. That's very true. But – Thank you, guys. Uh, that's all we've got tonight for you. Uh, we'll be back next week talking some more Dolphins football. And, of course, we'll be posting like mad on the Finsider. Everybody have a good night, and we'll talk to you all later. Good night, everybody. Right. Later, guys. Good night. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, I'm Mark from Marinda Safeway. We offer great savings on groceries, but did you know we also offer savings at the pump? Earn 10 cents off per gallon when you spend $100 at Safeway stores. Enter your phone number or swipe your club card at the register and earn points. Redeem your rewards at participating Chevron, Texaco, and Safeway gas stations. Maximum gas reward at participating Chevron or Texaco stations is 20 cents per gallon and $1 per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill-up, up to 25 gallons. Other restrictions and exclusions apply. See complete details at Safeway.com forward slash reward. This is Mark from Marinda Safeway, and we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Karis Fisher. I want to tell you about another podcast you should check out. It's called Recode Decode. Every week I talk to tech and media's key players about how they're changing our world. I interview tech executives like Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, political figures like Hillary Clinton, and media personalities like John Carreyou, who literally wrote the book on Theranos. Once again, the name of the show is Recode Decode, hosted by me, Kara Swisher. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. See you there. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies, like Google, Meta, and Apple. 
But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Neil Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.